yeah. I'm like, oh God, oh, oh my God. Bitch, I run the game, y'all just commentate from the side. I'm like, oh God, oh, oh my God. Everything I do, you know I do it for the squad. I'm like, oh, Episode 11, Dynasty Sports Insiders. We got the regular crew back together. Bringing you another episode, talk some dynasty football here. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of the news, which is nice. The dog days of July, but we actually have a lot to talk about. Uh, some Twitter polls to get to a little later on. But obviously the most important thing going on right now, I would say, is the Brady not not fighting uh, the deflate gate all the way up to the Supreme Court, giving up his fight, taking the four-game suspension. You guys are the Patriot fans, so I'll, just, I'll, let, I'll let you guys take it on this one. What kind of fantasy implications does, that, does this have for any any Patriot player? More than just Brady, obviously. Edelman, Gronk, maybe even a guy like Amendola. I think it helps Gronk, honestly. He's going to be... Not his, having Brady, he's going to help he's, Gronk? It's, he's going to be Jimmy's binky. He's, it up he's to the big guy, Jimmy. Yeah, he's... he's the closest target to the quarterback most of the time. He's big. He's the best at his position in NFL history, probably. He's he's just he's Gronk, and he's that guy that Jimmy knows will go up and get the ball every single time, and he's going to be his safety blanket. I mean, I, I just, think. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think he'll get a ton of targets. I just. Maybe Martellus, too. Martellus, yeah, I think he'll get a lot of more targets, too. I just don't see the offense being as prolific, so I think it definitely hurts the offense in general. Edelman, Gronk, Deion Lewis, I think they all take a hit just because of the. they probably won't have as many uh, red zone looks um, and just scoring opportunities in general. So that's why it can't be great for fantasy owners, but... Good news is, when he comes back for Cleveland, Tom Brady's probably putting up 60 points that game in Cleveland. I honestly think, I mean, if, if Ty, you think that Gronk, is, his value is going to go up, do you think that means a guy like Edelman, his value might go down if he's going to Gronk so many times? Edelman's not going to get his, his share of looks in the first four games? I mean, Edelman's going to get targets no matter what, but not not like Gronk will. I mean, I, I honestly think they're going to, they're going to try and run the ball. I, I think they, they sort of have to. They have an unproven quarterback. It's going to be runs and checkdowns and tight ends, maybe some quick outs. Outs are tough to throw, especially in the NFL. So, I mean, just the easiest throw for him is that, I mean, the tight end is four people over, which is, what, maybe eight yards to his right or left, where Edelman can be 25 yards outside of him, which... I mean, who knows what will happen there. I mean, we'll see what he can do with his feet. He looked pretty athletic in the preseason games he's played before. Talking about Jimmy. I feel like they're going to try and get him out of the pocket, try and get him some time to throw and keep his eyes downfield, make some make some reads on whatever he can, just give him that extra time to get outside of the pocket instead of sitting in there and being surrounded by people. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's going to be interesting for, for Patriots. Are you guys players. stashing Tom Brady at, like in a redraft league? You stashing him late round? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you get him late round, definitely. I mean, why not? He can still come back and be the best quarterback fantasy-wise once he gets back. Yeah, he I could, totally agree. You know, or, you know, it might take him a little while to adjust, maybe. Not having any, I mean, he can't even be around the team for four weeks. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be practicing, though. He's going to be watching film. He's going to be... 
he's Tom Brady. He's the goat. He's gonna be doing his. He's gonna be getting his work done. He's just not gonna be with with the guys. I I and I think the person who the Brady this Brady suspension is gonna hit hardest is Edelman because Edelman is without a doubt Brady's binky. Once Wes Welker left, it became Edelman pretty quickly, and you, any kind of third down, short yardage, third down play that's not Deion Lewis when he was playing. I mean, it was definitely it's Edelman every time he looks. For Amendola him. was right there too, though. Amendola, I think he dropped. He had one one dropped pass all season. I just I think a lot of Edelman's targets are are going to go away. Jimmy G, obviously, I think, going to be going to Gronk, like you said. Those the Gronk and Martellus, he's got the the two big athletic tight ends that he can line up on both sides, and it can be a quick look either on either side. And the more inexperienced quarterbacks usually tend to rely on a tight end, especially when you have a guy like Gronk and a Martellus Bennett. I think that's just going to take a lot of targets away from from Edelman being Brady's binky, not going to be on the same page with Jimmy Garoppolo as he is with Brady. I mean, there's just no way they can he can have that same chemistry. And I think I think it's going to hurt Edelman the most long term. Well, no, short term. Long term, I still like Edelman obviously in dynasty leagues as long as you know he can stay healthy. But right, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you can't like any of the pass catching weapons as much without Brady anymore. So in regards to the running backs, I think this actually helps Legarrette Blunt and it hurts Deion Lewis a little bit because Deion is a great runner, but he's also he's even a better pass catching weapon. And whereas Blunt, you can just give it to him, you know, 20 carries a game, and he can hammer away defenses. If that offensive line get their shit together this year and, you know, do a good job run blocking, I can really see the first four games being, you know, not necessarily Garrett Blunt offense, but definitely he'll get more carries, whereas if Brady was out there, he'd be slinging the ball 40, 50 times, and Dion would have, you know, seven I, catches. I feel like Dion will still get his touches, though. I mean, he can, yeah. like you said, he can catch out of, out of the backfield. He'll be a check down, and especially in PPRs, whether he gets yards or not on those check downs, he'll still get the half point or full point PPR. I just really think these first four weeks, it's just going to be – It's going to be offense brutal. offense is going to be down to the offensive line. I yeah, think that's no. going to be huge for the Patriots – Skarnakia, we'll see if he can make a positive difference. But, I mean, if that offensive line was anything like it was last year, Garoppolo is not going to be able to get by with that. Like, Brady was an animal last year because that offensive line, especially at the end of the year when they were injured, was pretty uh, – it was like a sieve. I mean, as you saw it in Denver, yeah. obviously. I think my – quickly, my Patriot little stasher, James White, I like James I White. Definitely a guy you might want to stash. Grab him late. Maybe get if you have a free agency, get him for cheap if no one wants him. I think he's going to be a good stash this year. Should get a lot of looks out of the backfield. With I think he'll get playing time with Garoppolo on the field, and definitely when Brady gets back, I think he earned some playing time from last year. Moving on, obviously talking talking a little running backs there. The Bills running backs. <laughs> never never in my life seen one backfield running running backs. Group of running backs on a single team with so many off-field incidents Bunch in one off-season. Like, what is going on there in Buffalo? No, Obviously, that's the, the Rex Ryan team. That's the Rex Very, Ryan oversight right that's there. That's the Rex Ryan special. Team gets lo- way too loose. Guys start, guys start showing up. They're way way out of shape. Carlos Williams showing up at a uh, overweight. Gets a four-game suspension for substance abuse. 
Jonathan Franklin. I think he was their fourth or fifth round pick this year. It's a Dewey. DWI. I mean, like, what are you doing, dude? Get him uh, over. It's Jonathan Williams. What did I say? Jonathan Franklin. Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Williams. I have Franklin written down here. I don't know where I got that from. Shady McCoy getting into, you know, fights in the clubs and the Austin. Like, he's but, always, like, what, Goodell, what is Shady McCoy not doing in the Austin? Goodell decided not to do anything about that. Because that's cool. You can get into a fight in a club, but you can't tell your ball boys to get the balls the way you want them. But anyway, we'll move on from that. So, Buffalo Bills. Adding on to that, some Reggie Bush news. Apparently, hold on, hold on. Is he signed with the Bills? Signed with the Bills. Oh, wow. Reggie, yeah. Reggie Bush to the Bills, question mark. Wow. They offered, they offered him uh, a contract. No, no word on whether he's he, taking it or not. I mean, he has like, to. I mean, where else is he going to go? Is he past 30? He's got to be past 30 at this point, I would think. He's been in the league forever, it feels like. I mean, with Carlos Williams doing all that stupid stuff. 31, Reggie th- Bush. Reggie Bush is 31, wow. Yeah. So with Jonathan Williams, DUI, DWI, whatever, you know. Uh, Carlos Williams showing up out of shape, four-game suspension. Reggie Bush, if he signs there, you know. He He's, could carve out a nice little roll, could stick on for the rest of the year, maybe a late stash. I, I mean, would say. Assuming he signs, but do we really think Reggie Bush has anything really left? No, I would say you got to love Shady at this point because you would maybe think Carlos Williams could come to his work. That's was, what I thought. Yeah, he was effective last year, but he's overweight and suspended four games. So, see you later, Carlos Williams. You've got to love Shady McCoy to get a million touches this year. And I would say... Especially in that stay, Rex Ryan offense. Yeah, he's exactly. A, he's just going to pound run, it. He's going to pound it. So, I mean, if Shady can stay upright and, you know, stay healthy, healthy he's going to yeah. get the touches. Definitely. And I would say I would take Galisi as a handcuff over Reggie Bush, I think, at this point. So we really, what we got here is a lot of running back news, actually. I'm I'm going down our list of things to talk about. We got a lot of running back news to hit on here. Latavius Murray, uh, article out of CBS Sports today I saw, he's going to be the workhorse. He's supposed to get the the lion's share of carries there in Oakland. Uh, sad news for DeAndre Washington owners, people who may have drafted them in a rookie draft already. Uh, not the news you were looking for, but uh, as a Latavius owner, you got to be happy about that. There was definitely some rumblings around of DeAndre Washington maybe getting some uh, a lot of looks early. He was taking some first-team snaps already in the mini camps. I still like I like Latavius Murray. He had a good season last year. It wasn't it was, it was very inconsistent. He had a, you know, like a lot of. A lot of yards at the beginning of the year kind of uh, sputtered out a little bit. But I think with Derek Carr, as much as they like to, to gun it there, with, I mean, he had like 35 touchdown passes or something last year. They definitely – they're going to be running the ball a lot. But yeah, this uh, the article by CBS says that he is the first Raiders tailback to, to reach over 1,000 yards on the ground since 2010. So, I mean, they, they trust him. They're giving him the ball already. Uh, there's been a slight drop in production, but that just has to do with more carries. So, I mean, it's going to even out. He went from 5.2 yards per carry in 2014 to 4 this last season. 4 is not bad. Um, well, I don't think that's a, great. I don't think that's No, he also had a... A lot more carries. Way, yeah. Way right, more. so that, that, that's what I was saying. It's going to yeah. average itself out. I mean, you're not going to keep up that 5.2 if you're getting no 
200 carries. I don't know how many carries where, he had Where are you guys year. at on DeAndre Washington, then, with this Latavius news coming out? I mean, I've always liked Latavius. I would think it was the first Latavius owner in 2014. I just, like, <laughs> you're saying you're the very first? The... I, like, swear to God, it was, like, the very first article that came out, like, Latavius might get the start this week. And then I just picked him up for zero dollars on the waiver wire in the league I won that you were in. <laughs> <laughs> and like he went off for like three carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns, and then got concussed and was out of the game. But it was the funniest thing. On my bench, of course, I didn't start him. But uh everyone was just like, How do you already own Latavius? It's like unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, I like Latavius. He's a big back. He's already proven he can carry the workload from last year. And I mean, DeAndre Washington, I think he'll get some touches. But I, I think, think it puts him at nothing more than a handcuff now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think Latavius Handcuffs is at best. At the he's proven at this he's point. a good yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm sure DeAndre Washington will get, you know, as the year goes on, Latavius gets more and more carries and might try and relieve some of that workload. But not looking good for DeAndre Washington owners with this news. Latavius getting... The lion share carries well, there. Well, it's still a really good handcuff. I mean, you could probably get him late or pretty cheap. So, so we got some some committees to talk about here. Some running back committees. Arian Foster today, just hours ago, signing with the Miami Dolphins, adding to the Kenyon Drake and JJ backfield. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's huge, huge news, especially for Kurt. They might as well just the fantasy weather man. So called fantasy weatherman. I don't think he saw this. Self self proclaimed (laughs) fantasy weatherman. I don't think he saw this. I don't think he forecasted this one. But uh, I mean, Foster was not an effective runner last year, but he was effective in the passing game. And so you know, Kenny Drake is known to be a pass catcher. Foster is probably good for a pass catcher this year. Jai could get most of the running carries. But, I mean, you still can't love the news if you're if you were high on Ajayi to be, like, that steal RB1, which I know a lot of people actually thought yeah. he could be that steal, you know, that could fall in the RB1. Oh, I know I know someone who thinks that J.J. might be, like, the best running back of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I know his, his name is Kurt Fancy Weatherman. <laughs> so I'm actually a Kenyan Drake owner, drafted him. In one of my leagues this year, and this is obviously not great news for me. It looks like he didn't do enough in off-season workout programs and mini camps. That stuff to kind of earn that backup job, or else, you know, why else would they bring Foster in into the mix there? When you, I mean, he's a Kenyon Drake third-round pick. You think that's pretty much a shoo-in to be a backup year one, especially with only a guy like J.J. ahead of him, but. I think Arian Foster should probably... He looks like he's going to get a decent amount of carries. I, I think J.J. is going to start the year as a, star, as a starter. I think it's crazy. Be, I think he'll be the first back on the field when it comes to game one, play one. But that's not to say Foster or Drake can't cut into that, I mean, that workload at some point. Let's be honest. Foster, when was the last time he finished a full season? I mean, the other two are going to get touches eventually. And, well, Drake, Drake, pretty injury prone too. I think he had a hamstring injury this this off season too. So, as long as JJ can stay healthy, it's. I mean, yeah, the injury factor with Foster and Drake is huge. That's now what JJ is going for him. Now that Jay has fallen from her fantasy pros from the fifth round in redraft leagues to the eighth round, I'll definitely target Jay there 
Kind of like, oh, just like you said, I think he'll go that. way before the eighth round. I don't agree with that. I still think he'll go. Uh, maybe that's than that. that's redraft leagues, right? Redraft league, ten teams probably. So I mean, I'll target to Jay there because you know Foster's injury prone, like you just said. Even Kenny Drake might be injury prone. So even though you can't love the news if you're in a Jay owner, you gotta just think that it's a good chance that. You know, there could be some injuries in that backfield, and he's the one who stays healthy. All right, so moving on from the Dolphins running back committee there, let's talk about the Bears. Chicago Bears. Bears. Chicago Tribune today. Running back, they're going with the running back by committee, it looks like. Jeremy Langford, Jordan Howard, Kadeem Carey, Jaquiz Rogers. I mean, it's one guy after another there. We know who DT's taken, obviously. He's a Jordan Howard super fan. Well, hold on. Let me just say this. I'm not super high on Jordan Howard from the recent news I've seen. I've seen committee, committee, committee. See, I think that'd be good good news for Jordan Howard fans because I figured it would have been Jeremy Langford's backfield to lose with Forte leaving for the Jets. So news of a committee, I figured it would be good news for Yeah, I figured that'd be good news for Howard owners. But definitely not good news for Langford owners. I know he's going to be a, he's actually a free agent this year in our in our league with our free agency draft coming up in a little while. Probably and, a lot. I bet he was on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues, so I'm sure he's out there for the taking this year. And so he'll he'll be he'll be sought after. But the news of a running back by committee can't be great. I mean, I thought he was going to go for a decent amount of money in our league. Maybe not so much anymore, but. We'll see. We'll see about. We'll, we'll see about see the Bears. I, we'll see who's high. It's like on. what a just such an average back. I mean, I think we know. Looking at be, these running backs. Yeah. Well, you don't know. What, hey, you don't know what Jordan Howard is. I think Jeremy Langford is definitely the receiving back there. But again, we don't know what Jordan Howard is. But the the Bears do. The Kideen, Bears have seen him. They've, no, he's they been. Haven't I seen mean, him in pads. But, but, they no, seen I know. Him but they they, they have an idea. They have professional scouts that know what Whoa. to expect by, from these people. I mean, like, I mean, and they're saying, oh, yeah, you're not so, taking the number one job. You're going to so be working with four other running backs. So he has a chance. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not thrilled about the news as a committee either. I think Jordan Howard should be the, you know, every down back there because I think Jeremy Lankford kind of blows. But like I said, it's just committee, so I don't love that. I don't love that. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't, help, doesn't help anyone. Yeah, it's just going to be a shit show. But, I mean, we know what Kadeem Carey is. He also blows. So I think Jordan <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Langford, good receiving back. Jordan Howard hopefully will take over the early down role and uh, have some goal line value. Let's keep this uh, thrilling committee conversation going. We'll bring, it, we'll bring it down to Narlands, down yeah. there with the Saints. Looks like Tim Hightower. It's, it's gonna, not even a committee. Well, no, this isn't, this isn't a committee. Uh, it's a yeah. mess. It's well, Tim Hightower going to be starting or as a backup over C.J. Spiller. Going to be the primary backup. Starting behind. as a backup? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> Completely wrong. Mark Ingram, Tim Hightower, C.J. Spiller. My question to you guys is, what happened to C.J. Spiller? I mean, he got old. He's a running back. Left Clemson. He's only 28 years old. Is that right? Oh, no, he's never 28. Or maybe he's 28 years old. I don't know. He could be both. I mean... 1,244 rushing yards. I mean, that's in one season. Five touchdowns, or six touchdowns. When? Two more receiving. This is back in 2012. Yeah. Four years ago. I mean, then he had 927 rushing yards a year after. Four touchdowns. 
And then at 112 rushing yards last year. He had more receiving yards than he did rushing yards. Well, I mean, that's also he, – he was on the Saints last year also, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a product of the environment. When you go to New Orleans, you're going to have Drew Brees throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. There's just not the carries to go around for three running backs to get the – I mean, 112 is horrible. 112 rushing yards is horrible, but – 3.1 average. Yeah, I mean, it's – Yikes. Yeah, not great. I I mean, you got – Tim Hightower was a guy they literally picked up off the street like before week one last year or something like that, like when Ingram went down. And then he became like their – like ended up being their, their workhorse for the rest of the year. Not good news for Clemson fans, the CJ Spiller fans in general. This guy just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Uh, relevant for just a couple of years. Uh, I actually remember trading a first-round pick for him. A couple of years back in our <laughs> that's brutal in our in one of my dynasty leagues, and uh, yeah, that didn't go so well for me. I, I definitely regret that trade. I mean, I, at the time he was coming off that spectacular season, yeah, it definitely didn't work out for me in the long run. Definitely wish I didn't do that. That guy just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, with that, I think we just covered all that. A lot of running back news there. Brady suspension. Kind of get current with the news. Let's go to the Twitter polls. Got a lot of these on Twitter right now. This is the hot one going right now. Who you got? Lamar Miller or Devonta Freeman? Twitter set Twitter right now. This is not. This one's still going on. Twitter's at fifty six percent Lamar Miller, forty four percent Devonta Freeman. Ty, you're the proud proud owner of one Devonta Freeman in our league. Cheap contract. I stole him last year. Do you still do you like Devonta Freeman over Lamar Miller? I don't know. I mean, that's it's tough. I have him ranked pretty close in my rankings. I believe I actually I have him five and six. I have Freeman over Miller. I mean, they so you're taking Freeman over Miller? Yeah, but I mean, any given day they could switch. I mean, it's just who knows what's going to happen with them. I I mean, I've handcuffed myself. I got Tevin Coleman. I need to protect myself because who knows what they're going to do with Devonta Freeman. They're still talking about throwing Tevin Coleman in there too much compared to based off of like what Devonta Freeman did last year. He was the number one fantasy running back. That, I, that's the, I was, I was, I'm a little surprised that Lamar Miller was over Devonta Freeman in this. I mean, I like Lamar Miller over Devonta Freeman, but I didn't think that he was going to win. I figured Devonta Freeman... So many people think he's just going to... They think he was a flash in the pan. He's going to fall off. But he, he was the number one running back. No, I know. That's that's probably including PPR leagues. He, he, he was more of a receiving back than a running back. A lot of his touchdowns came, came out of... Catching balls out of the backfield. Struggled with yards per carry at the end of the year but still would get that receiving touchdown. So, I mean, I'm as a Freeman owner, I'm taking Freeman over Miller. But like, I'd be happy with either of them. I like Lamar a little bit better because he's been on the bubble of being, you know, well, he's been a top Miami 10 just never back. gave him the carries. Exactly. Like, he's been a top 10 running back for a couple of years where Freeman had that unbelievable year last year. And I'm just a little bit... You know, spectacle if, if if he'll do it again. Whereas Lamar has proven, you know, he has a track record of being a top tier talent. 
or at least a top tier fantasy player. I think he's a pretty good talent. Uh, whereas Devontae Freeman, I think uh, you know Freeman, Freeman did fine when he had the opportunities the year before. I I remember seeing a few plays where he would make someone miss and get upfield, get that extra couple yards. But I mean that that's why I went out and I signed him to a five year contract in our league. But I, I was not expecting him to be the number one running back last year. I was hoping to get him. Nobody as, was. I was expecting him to be in RB two, maybe, maybe a flex player. I got him super cheap contract, and I was I just I got lucky. And they, Tevin Coleman got hurt at the beginning of the year, and and Freeman just got the opportunity, and he he took full advantage of it. All right, so let's let's we've done a lot of running back talk. Let's swing it around to the other. To the main position, the wide receiver position. <laughs> Star-studded lineup right here. Who you got? Kelvin Benjamin, Jarvis Landry, Randall Cobb, or Sammy Watkins? So I was really surprised by this one. Um, I was, I let me before you, we, we give up. I wasn't surprised at who won. I was oh, surprised right, yes. at the numbers, like the yeah. landslide in yeah. which he won. I totally agree. Yeah, Sammy Watkins won at seventy-five percent of the vote. Randall Cobb and Jarvis Landry tied at 10%, and Kelvin Benjamin came in at fourth with 5%. Uh, I, definitely, I think we all, like, we all just said, Sammy Watkins definitely is going to win this, I think. But I would I say thought, definitely. I, I thought, and especially in a PPR league, guy like Jarvis Landry is value is a little I higher, didn't think any of them would get over 50%. I didn't think... You didn't think any... I See, I figured Sammy Watkins would get pretty close to over 50%. My biggest surprise was Kelvin Benjamin, only 5%. Yeah. He's coming off that injury. Was it ACL or MCL? I think it was ACL. I still... Coming off an injury like that, no, guys usually tend to bounce back pretty nicely. That was the number one offense last year. In that dynamic offense with Cam Newton, he's going to be... Cam Newton, I know, is going to be... He's going to be generous in targets toward Kelvin Benjamin, I think, when, when they... Both finally get on the field together. I think Kelvin Benjamin's going to have a nicer season, maybe than what at least this Twitter poll might show that these other guys. I think he. I think he, this I, just I, shows I, you can get Kelvin Benjamin cheap. Yeah, maybe. I I I think he might have a like he could end up having a similar season to a Randall Cobb. I I don't, and they didn't actually come that far apart, ten percent as opposed to five percent. If you get, I mean, this is. I think it just shows that the other three are very underrated. I totally agree. I mean, Calvin Benjamin is also a touchdown machine in a high-powered offense. What is he, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, yeah, he's huge. He's just a, between him huge. and Funches, they have like 12 and a half feet of receivers, 13 feet of receivers on the outside. It's crazy. I re- I'm pretty excited to see what that offense could be like next year when, you know, Cam is taking a step up. And now that he has Calvin Benjamin back and Funchess with a year under his belt. Funchess really, kind of came out at the end of the year yeah, a little bit. definitely. He showed some flashes. Kind of kind of similar to uh, Devontae Parker. They kind of showed flashes at the end of the year what they their true potential is. But, I mean, I know Sam was hurt for summer last year, but Jarvis Landry had over 50 catches more than Sammy Watkins last year. Even though I know Sammy had nine touchdowns, Jarvis had five total for well, the, the, the air. The PPR is, if PPR you have any PPR, huge. it's crazy. Half-point PPR is probably the best way to play, in my opinion. You're in a full-point PPR, though. It's closer than you would think. I think but. standard Jarvis was better last year, and Sammy's coming off that injury. I think Jarvis, when I see him on the field, he just passes the eye test. He's got, like, 
He's a playmaker. Know, he's not like a, a super freak athlete, but yeah, he just has that great He's release. quick. He's so quick. He's got great route running, gets himself open. And again, I've said this before, 17 rushing attempts, 111 rushing yards, and a touchdown rushing. I think for Jarvis. Might, for Jarvis. I think they're going to use that even more this year if they're smart. I think they should use Jarvis in the rushing game more on those sweeps. I think Adam Gase is definitely going to use him. He could. I think he has like Tavon Austin rushing potential. Putting him up there. Those are some good, some good rushing wide receivers there. Let's move on. Another one. We got another good wide receiver one right here. Actually, actually another landslide. Now that I'm looking at it, Brandon Cooks are the number two overall pick in this year's rookie rookie draft. So you're basically trading Brandon Cooks Treadwell. for either like Treadwell, Doxson. It's, it's one of those top three receivers, well, yeah. whichever one you you prefer. It might have been Henry if he didn't go to the Titans. Right. Yeah. That's a big if. So, uh, yeah, I'd take Cooks. Uh, probably I'd keep Cooks. Probably Especially, so this, in this Twitter poll, he, the, the person said that it was a 16-team half-point PPR. So, with that number of players being taken off the board with 16 teams, that's a lot of people. Yep. And then you get the PPR on top of it. You have to take the Cooks, the Cooks side of this trade. Uh, he's he's in that high-powered passing offense with Drew Brees. You just don't know what you're going to get out of any of those rookie receivers. Yeah, and Cooks was a wide receiver one last year. He's a, he's a wide receiver one going into this year, without a doubt. Yeah, it's 84 true. receptions, 1,100 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. Those are those are some good numbers, dependable I, and big jump up. And he basically doubled his production from the year before, and eight rushing attempts, only for eighteen yards, but still <laughs> <laughs> not as good as Jarvis. Not as not good as, good as Jarvis. Not definitely not as good as Tavon. But you know those rushing attempts. You know it's just it's just more targets. Sneaky production. If exactly. if they can uh, can bust a run, like you know, if he if he breaks a couple of those next year. You know, it's just a it's a huge swing. So yeah, got to take Cooks. You never know what mm-hmm. Treadwell, you know Coleman, they're gonna be. So you know, I don't I don't really I don't like Coleman on the Browns with RG three. I'd I'd take Cooks with Drew Brees for the next year or two. Right. Yeah. So moving on to this next one here, it's a little closer than the last one we just talked about, but still a little bit of a landslide. David Johnson and Kevin White. For Amari Cooper, who you guys got? Really yeah. tough. Yeah, this is a tough one because you just you don't know what you're getting with Kevin White. I mean, the potential's there, the ceiling is there. You just don't know what his floor is. He has Jay Cutler throwing to him, which kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. We saw David Johnson for what five games last year, six games. Yeah, but uh, I think Dave, he's he was, unanimous. He was he's going to be the number one guy there, though. He was integrated through the offense all year. He got touches all year and had a nose for the end zone. I was a David Johnson owner in one of my leagues, so I actually watched him closely. And, like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, Chris Johnson and Ellington would get a bunch of touches, and then David Johnson would just, like, catch a pass and find the end zone. So, I mean, that's obviously, you know, part of the reason he was a number eight receipt, um, running back last year. But, I mean, you got to just kind of like, in Dynasty, you got to like the wide receiver. 
over the running back just yeah. because of injury reasons and just like the history in that position. So. I mean, you're getting a receiver in this deal with the running back. That's well, yeah, that's sort of what. Well, like you said, you have no idea. What you have, yeah. So I, I think I'm taking Amari Cooper there. I think the young talent that Amari Cooper is that with that the high, with a good quarterback. That, that, that Raiders offense, that's yeah. going to be a good offense for years to come with Derek Carr you gotta and Mark Cooper. You got to think they're just getting started. They're just, they're just getting started. Mark Cooper's only like 21 years old, maybe 22. And I think you go with you go with already an established. He had a really good rookie year. An already established future number one, bona fide number one receiver in Amari Cooper over definitely a Dave Johnson top three running back this year, I would say, up there with Gurley and Bell. Definitely. But at least top Kevin five. White's such a top huge five. unknown. Kevin White's a huge unknown right now. I think you take the the sure thing with Amari Cooper, shore up that number one wide receiver position, which I think is a little more important than the number one running back position. Yeah, so... But, and so, well, we, I don't think we've we told him. David Johnson and Kevin White won this poll at 66%. Amari Cooper came in at 34%. I think I have to go with Twitter, actually. I think I like... The two potential studs. You already know David Johnson should be a stud. Kevin White projects to be a stud. And you got Alshon leaving, which we've talked about. I think you got to go to the two for one. And Cooper wasn't even, he was like a kind of a low end wide receiver two last year. So even though we obviously like Cooper a lot, I would go with the two for one at this, at this point. I have to agree with Twitter. So I believe. I'm a. You on Team Cooper or Team <sighs> Team Johnson White? It's really tough. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean Amari last year. You're right. He was a low end receiver too, but I mean he did have 72 receptions, over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, on 130 targets. So I mean the targets are there. He just has to, whether it's him or Carr, making the plays to to get him the ball. His production should go up next year. He also had three carries for negative three yards. Just Not a good running back. No. <laughs> so hopefully those three carries just go to receptions next year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's go fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really tough one, but I might have to side with Twitter on this one just because you're getting that, the potential of what Kevin White could be. Let's move on here. We got a good, another good one coming up. This one is extremely close. Devonta Freeman or Jeremy Langford and Sterling Shepard. Devonta Freeman coming in at 49%. Langford and Shep, uh, Sterling Shepard actually winning this one at 51%. I think that was Pretty before even. it was decided that it was going to be a running back by committee. No, everyone already knew that. I think I'm, I think I'm leaning toward Devonta Freeman here. I am too. I lo- I, I love his production coming off the year, the year that he had. Sterling Shepard, I like his situation in New York. How can you not? Yeah. But he's going to be a number two receiver behind Odell. And Devonta Freeman, I think, could he should could, be, should has, be the one A. There's no reason back. why he can't be another top five running back again this year. Right. So I think I'm sticking with Freeman. But I can see why you'd go Langford or, or Shepard. I do like Shepard. And, I mean, Langford right now – yeah, they might go by committee, but I, I'd imagine he'd be getting the first the touches. The first down carries. So, I don't think you can lose either way, but I just, I like Freeman more. I like the... And players. it was really close. It was it was 49-51. So. I think this is, yeah, it's close for a reason. I can definitely see the starting running back and the, what should be automatic wide receiver two in New York 
But yeah, Devonta Freeman was just a difference maker last year. And even though, obviously, we all think his production will slip a little bit, like you said, Fleur, you know, there's no reason he couldn't be a top five, you know, or at least top ten running back, which are difference makers in a fantasy season. So, yeah, I would, uh, I would have to go to Devonta Freeman as well. So, Devonta Freeman, 49%. Langford and Shepard, they actually won on Twitter, but we were pretty unanimous with, with yeah. Devonta. Devonta. Let's see how we feel about this next one. Maybe we're all unanimous on this one. Like, seem like Twitter was. Lamar Miller and Golden Tate or Allen Robinson and TJ Yeldon? This one's crazy. Lamar Miller and Golden Tate, only 17%. A-Rob and TJ Yeldon, 83%. So another unexpected Jaguars teammates. Who would think Jaguars teammates over someone like Lamar Miller and Golden Tate? But that's the NFL we're in now. The pass-happy offense with Blake Bortles and that Jaguars offense. You got to go with Allen Robinson, TJ, TJ Yeldon at this point. I, I know the Jaguars signed Ivory, but you got to love Yeldon's youth over Ivory. Ivory's beaten and battered last year on the Jets. Toward the end of the year, his uh, production rapidly declined. Uh, they overused him. A lot of, lot of wear and tear on Ivory. So Yeldon, young, good offense to be in. And Allen Robinson, obviously, top five wide receiver. Don't need to really say anything more about that. Yeah, I think the fact that we're in a dynasty league makes this such a landslide. Like, dynasty... A-Rob Yeldon, you don't even think about it. One year, though, I might be thinking about Lamar and Golden Tate. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm trying to win a championship, I might be thinking about a top-five running back and potentially a top-ten receiver with Calvin gone. You think yeah. Golden Tate's got top-ten? Uh, um, potential's skepti- there. I'm definitely skeptical. Um, I think... In a full-point PPR. It's definitely not his PPR floor. league, he could, he could overproduce, yeah. I think. I think... It's definitely not his floor. I think his floor is a, a wide receiver, too, which is a good floor. But, I mean, he definitely has wide receiver one potential. If he can I mean, just on, be the, on the team, he's not going to line up as their number one receiver, but I think he'll get... I think get, that's going to serve him well, though. I think yeah. he'll get the targets coming out of the slot. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what he's listed as the depth, no, I know. depth chart. You know, we're talking fantasy. But, but I mean, yeah, that I gives mean, him the potential of lining up against linebackers against safeties who might not be able to keep up with, with a quick slot receiver. I mean, I'm thinking one-year approach, honestly, of going against Twitter. But I know we are a Dynasty podcast, so I'm going with Twitter and Dynasty formats. A-Rob and Yeldon. Yeah, I was just surprised at how, how wide the spread was at 83 and 17. I thought it would be a little closer. But, yeah, I, I, you got to go with A-Rob and Yeldon. So let's just get into this last Twitter poll, my personal favorite. Let's see what you guys so, think. think. So the, the, Salty let's Jets fan. preface this a little bit. There was an argument in our group chat about Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. And it led to this whole big argument where one of us, no one in this podcast. Well, we, well, we have one Jets fan and one Eagles fan. We like to keep the... Uh, the insanity level down a little bit. We like to bring it back down to normal <laughs> levels. We got to keep you guys level-headed. We can't let the Patriot fans just run run wild on us with all these crazy conspiracy we're theories. We're actually and pretty level-headed, and you're not because you haven't had you know, a good a good look at the championship in a while. Especially the Eagles fans. At least you guys went to the AFC Championship, you know, blue moon ago. 
at least. A couple the, the Eagles wins. went to the Super Bowl against us. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. And we won. Yeah, we did. So, so let's salty. well let's let's just get right let's just get so, right to the what is I don't know I don't know why this has anything to do with me being salty I'm not the one that I didn't it. say it I certainly didn't <laughs> I certainly didn't post this Twitter I said poll. it I said it. you said it he's I went there. he's saying it but I didn't post well, this Twitter because I could tell I could tell because the group chat's all past fans and then a Jets fan and an Eagles fan and you can you can see the salt and coming a Broncos fan. And a Broncos fan, which is... Oh, I always forget about Mike G. Yeah, the Broncos. Oh, yeah. The Broncos. Shout out to Mike G. <laughs> he doesn't participate. The, 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 Bronco, the Broncos guy. Our Fuck token, the, our token Fuck Broncos, Broncos. fans. <laughs> so, let's get to the question. Can Jimmy G pull a Tom Brady on Tom Brady and never give up the starting job as the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots? 88% say, no way, Jose. And 12% of the most delusional people on the face of the earth <laughs> said, yeah. They're not, they're not delusional. They're just trolls. They're you think, you trolls. think those are troll votes? Yeah, those are definitely troll votes because no one in their right mind could say yes to that. They're just trolling. Yeah, so that's after 83 votes we have those numbers. In all, in all seriousness, real quick, Patriots record, first four games, tied, go. I mean, it could be anything between... All right, you suck tight. Anything you between got. one and three and three and one. Three and one. Three and one. I think and they, they can go three and one, but I don't, I don't know they, if they will. They don't even lose a Cardinals game. They have a hiccup. They're going to lose in the, against the AFC round. East team. Yep. They're going to win in, in Arizona, which is going to be ridiculous because... Yeah, that's obviously an underdog story. Uh, yeah, I think Arizona's just talking a bunch of Clay's Campbell's talking shit. Like they're just I mean, let's be honest, Chandler Jones is gonna be Oh yeah, that's how uh, high is Chandler Jones gonna be no, for that Patriots be, game? He's gonna be shot on a game. zero on a scale of zero to synthetic weed, how high is Chandler Jones? He's gonna, gonna be, be high. Uh, Chandler <laughs> Jones will be on planet Tippy. Honestly, I kinda like the Cardinals D for that opening game. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> As Jim long as Jones, they stay healthy in the preseason, they're he, going to be incredible. He's going to be shot out of a cannon that first game. Chandler and, Jones and Tyron Matthew on the same defense. My God. Patrick Peterson, yeah, they have a disgusting defense. Oh, I'm just talking about their uh, their weed habits. Oh, yeah. That's or what Chandler Jones says, synthetic weed habits. Yeah, it's like potpourri. And, did, uh, did you guys see that video of like, and the guy they people drafted. like zombies walking downtown or in Brooklyn? They're they all smoking like the the synthetic weed. Like there was like a video. Oh, of, like, yeah, yeah. Literally, like literally, looks like that. like the Walking Dead took over oh, like no, the street in Brooklyn. Yeah, these people are literally walk around like zombies. Oh, was, I guess like a bunch of people like OD'd from that too. Like, oh my god, bunch of people in that group. But Chandler uh, Jones showed up at the Foxborough Police Station they, with no clothes on. Yeah, they drafted that defensive lineman too. From the, oh, in this past draft, yeah, who dropped because of the weed stuff. Because the he jumped out the window, right? Who was that? Oh, Kim DJ. Kim DJ. <laughs> yeah, I was synthetic weed. Yeah, oh, I forgot dude, they have a they have a fucking stable right. of synthetic weed. All right, so who smokes? Which team smokes more weed? The Arizona Cardinals or, or the, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Steelers? So synthetic uh. synthetic goes to Arizona, obviously, and normal weed, which you actually get busted for in the NFL, which is way less chill, or it's way more chill than synthetic. That goes to the Steelers. The Steelers just smoke, like, the chill weed that, like, actually might help you recover, whereas the 
the Cardinals. They're smoking that synthetic shit that like makes they're gonna be like jump out windows, like rabid animals getting out of their cage for the yeah. first time when they're playing the page. Foam in the mouth. Up on that synthetic. Absolutely. Bold prediction. One of them gets either like bit by a rattlesnake or like <laughs> a scorpion in Arizona because they're just gonna be like out in the desert doing like the synthetic shit, like tripping out. And like fucking like rolling on the fucking desert. I like that hot take. Yeah, that might be the hottest. A a scorpion or a rattlesnake bite, or like I don't know what. By an Arizona defensive player at some point this year. (laughs) What are the poisonous animals that they have out there? They're gonna get fucking attacked somehow. They're gonna be like. I feel like scorpions are like a real concern. Do they have like poisonous spiders out there too? I'm sure there are. I've been out to be. I've been out to Arizona. I should know. Yeah, me too. A lot of coyotes. I remember the coyotes. Well, yeah, of course it's coyotes. But, yeah, I mean, I think they'd be, like, out in the desert. And, like, even if they don't get bit, they're, like, wicked hot and dehydrated and just, like, be, like, passed out in the desert. I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going to be fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to wrap it up right there with our absolutely terrific Arizona Arizona defense. Hold on, hold on. We never got to the real take. Actually, no, I have have a couple – Things oh, that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, what? So the first one, actually, they're both they're both for you, Fleur. What? Number one, Fitzpatrick still hasn't been signed to a team. Oh, oh, we you need, need your Fitzpatrick we need, update. We need Fleur's <laughs> Fleur's. Fleur, what's your Fitzpatrick? Fleur's weekly Fitzpatrick update. Uh, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic update. Doesn't look like they're gonna sign him, or at least it, it won't happen until in the training. Wait, game. how much is this sign? Wilkerson too. Just He's getting like seventeen million a year. Just to strap their cap for the next like. You can't five let years. a guy like that leave the team though. And with their defensive line, you absolutely can. Well, you, he is their defensive line. He's no, like he's the, he's like the anchor of their. Well, he's he's the anchor. He's, he's really the only is. one who has like Vince. Sheldon Richardson, like within the snap of the fingers, could be in jail for like the next twenty years of his yeah, life. Yeah, that's like, what I'm I mean, saying. that guy is reckless. Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams looks disgusting. like he's, he looks like he's going to be the real deal for sure. But with Sheldon Richardson, I mean, that guy's talking about wild card. He's a wild card. And they just drafted a linebacker first round, right? Yeah, their yeah, their front seven is going to be awesome. When they always have a really good front seven. They're just dumb because they sh- they didn't have to find to sign Wilkerson for that money. They, uh, they should. You probably would you rather they, have a defensive end or a quarterback? They went crazy signing guys last off season, and that's what really strapped them with the cap space. I, they just can't get to it. They just can't get to the number. They can't get to Fitzpatrick's number. He's not. He's not worth what he wants to get, but he's also worth more than what the Jets are willing to give him. So they're just at an ugly stalemate. It's not looking good as if you're a Jets fan like me. We're gonna have to go in with Glassjaw Geno Smith, who has more career interceptions and touchdowns. It's always oh, that's the that's actually the Broadway Joe name special right there. (laughs) Little known fact: more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's crazy. So that's that's the that's the NYJ special right there. So I I can definitely see Geno Smith going into the season as the starter. He was supposed to be the starter last year before he got punched in the face, and then Fitzpatrick pulled the Brady and just never let the job go. Joe Namath is like the ultimate ladies man. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. <laughs> gotta, gotta love that clip of him and Susie Colbert. Never gets old. So, what, do you guys have anything else? I do me? have another thing because oh, we, we never answered. Can Jimmy G pull a Tom Brady on Tom Brady and never get up the start? Wait, we never even got we your never answers. answered. Oh, no. And that is hell no. Drew Brees. No, Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. <laughs> I would say Drew Brees. Because <laughs> he's. 
Drew Brees is on my team, won me a championship. Anyway, Drew Bledsoe <laughs> was not Tom Brady. Drew Bledsoe was a good, not great quarterback. Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the world. Even if Jimmy G goes 4-0 with a perfect passer rating, Tom Brady would get the starting job week five without a doubt. You're actually responding to the people who have been saying, well, it happened to Drew Bledsoe to, with Tom Brady. Exactly. And you're saying completely different situation. Drew Bledsoe was never Tom Brady. What, 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 are you, what are you trying to say? Because I, I, I can see why. Why can't Jimmy? I mean, Tom Brady's 39 years old. Why can't Jimmy? If he comes in, he balls out. Five touchdowns, couple games. They go 4-0. and would you put it? I, I would, as a outside fan looking in, not not a Patriot fan. As a Jets fan, as a, well, yeah, as a biased Jets fan. But like Bill Belichick would make that decision. He has in the no. past. No, no. I mean, I I say it doesn't happen. Even Tom he, I don't think he dad goes is on now. is on videos. Is in the Brady Six or in the uh, the NFL films that came out like two years ago. They followed the Patriots around, whatever. And he said Bill Bill Belichick would move on from Tom Brady. Just like that, snap of his fingers. If the opportunity came across where it's for the better of the team, and Jimmy G is for the better of the team, at what twenty five years old, maybe it's like it's kind of like Peyton Manning last year. Like it's never for the better of the team to have Tom Brady not be the quarterback. Tom Brady will always be the better quarterback because there's no way in hell that. Jimmy G is going to be the next Tom Brady. I, can I see, hope he is I'm, as a Pats fan. But I can see this almost turning into I'm not all right. So disclaimer: not comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Aaron Rodgers. Oh God! Not there, saying there's it. nothing like I hate more than a Patriots fan comparing I'm, this. To I just Aaron said I'm Rodgers not. Thing. I'm just said I'm, I'm not. But it could turn into a Brady. But, but, but he could be. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying the situation but could be similar. He kind of looks like any Rod in the pocket. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, I'm not comparing their skill sets. I'm comparing the situation of a legend in front of you, and you're kind of stuck behind him, and you could be a good quarterback. You don't. Know, I mean, we don't know what we have with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, they. it could be that thing where Brady kind of hangs on a little too long. We don't get Jimmy because he goes somewhere else for way too much money, like every quarterback that's been signed the last couple of years. And you just don't know. But I, I don't think they... they. I was just trolling just to, to start this off. I think there's no way that Jimmy G keeps no. the job. Well, no, there's like, literally no you're, way. You're, Brady your situation was like, oh, if he goes four, and a, that's not going to happen. I don't think Brady I was goes still four. Trolling. I mean, there's no, I know. no way he's going to do that. But even I if think he he's does, going four and up. But even if he does, Brady gonna, will be back. The there's defense no is going to man the fuck up. They need the defense to. Defense is going to, and the offensive line is going to man the fuck up under Skinecki. Skinekia, aka Skinecki, <laughs> Skinectedy, and yeah, I just, I just love the Patriots just coming out. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be playing for Tom. Those four first games, you know, the first four games. Defend the wall, right? Defend the wall. (laughs) Don't even tell me you're not a Jon Snow fan. Jon Snow and Tom. Don't talk about it. Catching up. Any comparisons? Anyway, the Um, fact that you haven't caught up on Game of Thrones yet is pathetic. All right. Anyway, let's um let's 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 move on to another one of Fleur's favorite players, uh, Anquan Bolden. Ooh, I already forgot the rumor I saw today. There is refresh my memory. Saints. Oh, Anquan to the Saints. Yeah, so apparently there was a a rumor that the Saints made an offer to Anquan Bolden, but who knows if it's going to happen. Nothing's happened so far. 
What are your thoughts on Anquan Bolden? Listen, I'm not a big Anquan Bolden fan. <laughs> <laughs> a couple episodes ago, <laughs> based to differ. I like Anquan Bolden. If he can get in, in that situation down there in New Orleans, playing in a dome all year, well, at least for the home games. I can't see why he can't be pr- productive. I mean, he had a productive year last year. He's a, Yeah, he's a little old, a uh, little banged up, but who isn't in the NFL? All right, so just real quick. If Anquan Bolden, in fact, does sign with the Saints, how do you feel about the value of Brandon Cooks? and The value of Brandon Cooks doesn't change at all. How about Michael Thomas? Uh, Michael Thomas, I don't. I think who would hit would probably hit the most would be like a guy like Willie Sneed or Brandon Coleman. Brandon Coleman, Brandon most, Coleman, Brandon Coleman mostly. Because I think Willie Sneed definitely has a spot on the roster, no doubt after his year last year. But Brandon Coleman, little uncertain going into this year. And if they had a guy like Anquan Bolden, I mean, and they're both just how like many those. like you know average wider series do you need at the end of your your yeah. roster right there? They're both kind of like those big. Lumbering receivers. Yeah, I mean, point. I think they bring in a guy like Bolden because they like his experience, they like his hands, over a guy like Coleman who's still unproven. But, yeah, if he goes to New Orleans, I like that situation. Who can't? Yeah, with Drew think, Brees. Call out one think, more year uh, with Drew Brees, see what kind of crazy numbers you can put up. I think Snead definitely would take a hit. As a, I, don't, I don't think really Cooks would. I, I like Cooks a lot. And he's, you know, he's just a different talent at this point. Well, he's maybe, explosive. Maybe but the Anquan Bolden might mean that uh, Michael Thomas maybe isn't looking as ready as people may want him to be. I mean, he true. didn't have, like, overwhelming production in Ohio State. I don't even think he had 1,000 receiving yards his last year there. Maybe he's, maybe he's not looking as great as people want him to, want him to be, and maybe Anquan Bolden, they're looking at him as a cheap fill-in, maybe yeah. until he can kind of get caught up in the playbook and – you know, get into the swing of being an NFL player. Yeah, it's good I don't know. I like it. I like it for Anquan Bolden. I hope he signs there. It'd be a good opportunity for him. Great offense to be in with Drew Brees. Uh-oh. You know they're going to be going all out for it. Actually, looking up some articles now posted yesterday, um, Anquan Bolden not being pursued by the Saints. Ah, uh, don't tell me that. So you're going to have to wait a little while. <laughs> Go to the longer. Jets, Anquan. Go to the Jets. You have to Ooh. wait a little bit longer for your love interest of the NFL to so be signed to a like, team. Sneed and Michael Thomas at this point. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up here for us on episode 11 of Dynasty Sports Insiders. Any last words, you two? Nope. Uh, just that Jordan Howard probably should uh, see the starting role by the end of the year. Is that stamped, we, stamped by DT? No, we can cut that. Not getting cut. <laughs> no, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.